1: And we kicked it off last Sunday, even though because of Hurricane Dorian, we didn't have service. We did have service. We had an online experience. We recorded it. We posted it online at 10 a.m. There was a countdown and everything. It was so cool. I wanted to celebrate with you. We saw uh, almost 1,800 homes. Homes, not people. 1,800 homes. Tune in to the broadcast um, and live, live. Uh, tune into the broadcast and hear the word of God. And so it was great that we were able to gather in spirit, even though we weren't able to gather in person And if you are joining us today for the first time, we're taking two word phrases and we're expounding on them, diving into them, jumping into them. And last week we expounded on the phrase, even though, even though, that God is an even though God. That even though we're crazy and that even though we make mistakes, he's with us every step of the way. And when we know that, we have the ability to become an even though person. And when things get hard and I can't stand my my fiance or my spouse, I'm going to push through even though because there's a commitment and a perseverance. Uh, today we're going to continue along that same thought of two words that will change your life and uh, if it's okay with you i would like to introduce the title of this sermon in two parts in two words is that all right right, i was gonna do it anyway whether you want to do or not but because that's the way i planned it and so uh we're gonna break it down one word at a time and the first word that i want to jump into is the word but somebody say but but. But is a great example of why I believe I am not overstating uh, the claim implied by this series title. Two words that will change your life. Like, really, JJ? Two words that will change your life? But the very existence of the word but. I know it doesn't seem like a lot. It is only three words, and it is only one syllable. But the very existence of the word is evidence, listen, that humanity had to invent something in language that would describe, hear this, a moment where everything changed. That's what we do with the word, but in grammar, we use it to indicate a shift, to indicate a change. Things can change. And if you don't believe that, I've got some uh, sentence examples up here that might uh, give you a a, a better idea of what I mean. Uh, First off, these are all three true. Uh, Last week, this happened, this happened. Last week, Justice, my seven-year-old woke up screaming at 3 a.m. because there was a frog in his bed. Now that, that really happened. And uh, when he started screaming, his younger brother underneath him on the bunk bed, he started screaming. Now it's 3 a.m. and there is a a orchestra of tears and shouting. And my wife and I, we wake up in a a stir. But if I'm quite honest, it was really my wife who got up. Uh, I mean, something bad really has to happen to get me out of bed. Like I got to smell smoke and screaming. If I only get one of those not going anywhere, and so she got up, and she went to check on, on him, and I married good, anyway, so she got up to check on him, and uh, and when she she went there, now, how many people know this is a problem, okay, because if 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 indeed there is a frog in my house, we're just burning the whole thing down, we're not going to rebuild, we're going to burn it, we're going to have a little exorcism, and then we're moving, and um, she's not going to have it, and so, uh, but, but, <laughs> this is true, but turns out he was hallucinating. He was hallucinating. He, we checked his temperature because he had been fighting a cold. He had a 103 degrees fever and, uh, and he just had a very vivid hallucination slash dream that there was a frog in his bed, which, you know. Ended up being great. Not the fever, but just the fact that we didn't have a frog. And so things changed, right? The first half of that sentence wasn't good news, but the second half, great news, right? I'll give you another example. I mean, was that good news? I don't know. It is-ish. We left the hospital with a $20,000 bill. This is true. When my wife and I had our third child, there was a lot of complications, and we left with a bill. And this is after insurance of $20,000. And your boy does not have $20,000. I don't know that I have 20,000 pennies, you know, even. So I got 20,000 of anything, you know. Um, and so uh, this is true. This is true. But, but somebody say but. This is also true. Next one. Five months later, the bill was canceled. That's a true story. And we weren't like shady. Like we had integrity. Like we would call the hospital every month because we'd want to pay this bill and then the fifth month they were like it's been taken care of we're just like all right we will not be calling again (laughs) we're gonna take that here's the last one this is true Liz fell down the stairs and hit her head why are you laughing somebody in the third row laughed that's terrible you're a horrible human um now I want to let you know, this was very scary in the moment. I saw it with my own eyes. She was coming down the stairs. she had on the slippery socks, and we got these wooden stairs, and then she was carrying the laundry, and she just. And she just went airborne, and the laundry went flying. And then on one of the ledges of the steps, I saw it. the back of her head hit the ledge of the step. And I just thought to myself, "Oh my goodness!" Now, I'm gonna have to cook for the kids. That's what I thought was my first response. My second response was, I hope she's okay. Um, But, you know, just keeping it real. And no, I went to go check on her, you know, and I was really scared. But, now, before we show the next line, can you feel the hope in the butt? Can you feel it? The, 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 the first part of this sentence is so scary, so terrifying. But, and when you hear that word, it's like, a, oh, okay, good. The story doesn't end here. I'm so glad. But she was fine. Amen. And she still is fine. Come on, Carol. You know it. You're still fine. Um, did you see how that one word, hear me, changed everything? It changed everything. The word but, hear me out, church, is proof positive that just because a situation seems to be headed in one direction does not mean it will end where it seems like it's heading. That just because something starts one way doesn't mean that it will have to end that way. That just because the diagnosis is there is no cure doesn't mean there won't be a cure. But anything can change. Somebody say anything can change. But you know what the irony is? That even as I say that, you think to yourself, yeah. (laughs) I hear you, pastor. Yeah, God can do anything. But you don't know my situation. I know my husband's on the way. I believe it. But I know I'm going to get out of debt eventually. But... You can't even receive. the. And here's the biggest difference between both sets of examples. In the first example, uh, uh, I started with reality and interrupted it with hope. But in the second set of examples, I started it with hope and interrupted it with reality. I wonder if your reality has ever interrupted your hope. I wonder if you've ever saw your life headed one way, believing God for one thing, and then in the middle of that thing, uh, But. But. Uh, if so, there's a man in the Bible who I think can relate to you. His name is Paul in the book of Romans chapter 7, verse 18. Oh, this is my verse. This is my verse. I would never tattoo it on me because I think people would judge me. But this is my verse, y'all. Here we go. Romans seven eighteen. For I have the desire to do what is good. Man. <laughs> but I cannot carry it out. I know what I need to do. I know what's sin. I know what's not sin. I know what's a good choice. I know what's a bad choice. And Paul is saying, I have the desire. I just don't have the discipline. And I want to grow. And I want to take steps. But, and here's, he's not just saying but. He's saying but. I. Ah, there it is. But I. I believe that but I is the greatest interrupter of dreams Ambition, inspiration, hope, promises, faith, belief. I'm just trying to go through all the synonyms that I have for saying, for what you want to be in life, the greatest interrupter is always going to be the butt eyes, the butt eyes. I wrote a couple down, maybe to hope that you would connect with it. I want to get into that school, but I don't have the grades. I know I should forgive him, but I am still angry. I want to expand my business to grow, but I don't have the team, the knowledge, or the money. I have the ambition, but I don't have the ability. I have this dream, but I am too old. I want my kids to serve God through their high school years, but I was crazy in my high school years. So, (laughs) I know what to do, but I am afraid. I want a healthy marriage, but I've made so many mistakes. I love my family, but I am not happy. I really do hate that I do it and I want to change with everything in me, but I've struggled with this for too long. But I, but I, but I. If I was a psychologist, I would tell you that you are struggling with the concept of limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs. What is limiting belief? Limiting beliefs are a set of convictions, a set of convictions about core convictions, about yourself, the world, or others that are reinforced by history or experience. But I am not a psychologist. So I'm going to just speak to you like a New Yorker. Here's your problem. Your butt's too big. You got a big butt? Yes, fellas, that is possible. You can't have too big of a butt. Anyway, um, sorry, I'm not above butt jokes. Uh, I probably should be, though. <laughs> Your butt's too big. <laughs> now, we'll never say it the same way again. Uh, now, you know, in the story of Journey Church, there were a lot of butt eyes. And I, I, I find it uh, fitting to reflect on it since next week we're going to celebrate three years at a church. Um, I don't know if you've ever, thank you, I don't know. If you've ever been so excited about something and then in almost like one day to the next, like have bouts of inspiration and motivation, and then the next day, the very same thing that inspired you and motivates you now fills you with dread and fear because you understand the work and the effort that comes right up. Has anybody ever experienced that? We're like, whoa, oh, I got into that school. Oh my God, I'm in that school. You know, I had a lot of those moments because there was a lot of things that I didn't have. I had, I had this idea, this dream, but I could not help see past my limitations. I'm so glad they didn't keep us from doing it, but I had a lot of them. Like I wanted to plan a church, but I didn't have no money. I wanted to plan a church that went apart, but I didn't know nobody. And I want to be vulnerable with you today if I can, um, I just think it's one of the best ways to lead. I think it's one of the best ways to communicate. I don't pretend to ever have it all together, but I'm really going to pull back the veil today and just kind of just show you who I am. I, sh- I struggle with some, some vulnerabilities, some, some insecurities. And there are some things that I struggled with in launching this church, three things in particular. The first thing that I struggled with, my limiting beliefs, my, my buts, where I want to do this, but I'm too young. So I was uh, 29 when the church launched, and I was going to turn 30 just three weeks after, which means that my birthday's coming up in three weeks in case you want to send me something. <laughs> I will g- give you my Cash App and my Venmo. I'm just playing. I won't. I won't do that. I won't take it. Um, but, you know, I was very young, and, you know, nobody wants to – young pastors cool, but can we be real? Nobody wants to go to a church with a young pastor, okay? You want, like, George Clooney as your pastor. You want <laughs> – like old but not dying you know you want like together you want him to have silver hair you see an older gentleman with silver hair worshiping the lord you're like show me your ways you see a young guy with no facial hair you're like get out of my way you know i want to talk to you i'm telling you if i shaved right now you would not come back next week you'd be like by the way this is why i grew a beard to give off the impression of wisdom this is what i had to do because if i shave this i look 14 okay and it was always an insecurity for, for, for me, still is and the other one was my experience I had done a lot in church world youth pastor, college professor degrees and all that but one thing I had never done was lead a church never done that before and so here are my three most commonly used words in our staff meetings on Monday and my staff can attest to this I don't know these are the words that I say on a regular basis this is what's happening, what should we do I don't know And then followed by my next two favorite words, you decide. (laughs) That's my, and I like it that way. Because if I make the decision and it goes off, then I'm the bad guy. But if you make the decision and it goes off, I just fire you. It's easier that way. You're just (laughs) gone. It's just less drama, you know? (laughs) I'm kidding, staff. I love you guys. And my third insecurity, and this one's really hard to say because uh, say might seem silly or, you know, you're a pastor, you should be beyond that, but just being super vulnerable with you, I'm, my ethnicity was a big uh, but I, To be clear, I love Hispanic people. I married one, just to get the record straight, all right? And I love our food, and I love our music, and I love our culture. I, I love it, but I knew we were launching a church in Winter Park, and I also knew that people tend to, worship and congregate with other people who look like them. And so I was under the impression that I would always be limited, that our church would just be a Spanish church and that's all that it would ever become. And, uh, and that was really discouraging because as much as I love Spanish people, guys, I don't want to know Spanish church. For two reasons. One, we would never start on time. That's mm-hmm. uh, This is how warped they are. They're celebrating their tardiness. It's a badge of honor. I'll show up when I want to show up. And then two, this is really my motivation. That's not what heaven looks like. And I knew... That we wanted a church that could reach anybody, that no matter who you were, when you walked in that door, you'd see somebody in the lobby who represented you. And you thought for a moment, okay, if God could do it in their life, they can do it in, in my life. And so I just knew that that's what it would take. to be multicultural and white and black and brown. And, and so I just want to take a second to say thank you to anybody in this room who doesn't look like me. Thank you so much for choosing to not attend a church that looks like you but a church, to build a church that looks like heaven. Thank you so much for that, because it would have been easy. It would have been more comfortable. It would have been more comfortable. And so I've, now we just need to get you on stage. So if you're white or black and you sing, if you're white or black or Asian and you play, I don't want to leave anybody out. If you're anybody but Latino and you sing, you play an instrument, we need you on stage, okay? And so, so we can let the world know that that's the kind of church that this is. And so we're just grateful for it. Now, those are really tough for me, and here's the crazy part is, you would think, I mentioned it two weeks ago for the first time that we recently got recognized as the 10th fastest growing church in the United States. Don't clap yet, because that's cool, but you would think that after God did something like that, that all the things I just mentioned would fade away, that I would be like, good and confident and secure now. I'm a pastor, and I did it, and it's done, but I, it doesn't make sense. But I, and I hear God in heaven, man. I hear him every time I doubt and every time I worry and every time I hear my, feel my limitations, I hear him talking to me like, really, JJ? Really? How many more people need to give their lives to Christ? How many more people need to get baptized for you to realize that it was never even about you in the first place, but that it was about me and what I did, not even through you, but if I can be real, in spite of you. In spite of you. And you're really going and I get it. I get it because I'm a parent too. And there is no word more frustrating in the English language to a parent than the word but. Because we all know the answer to that because I said so. But, but, clean your room, but it's a mess. <laughs> Hence, the cleaning, which side note, why are kids always surprised that like a ghost made a mess <laughs> for you to clean up? Like, but you made that mess. Which is a whole nother sermon in itself. Don't be upset that you got to clean the mess that you anyway. It's um, <laughs> a so whole nother, whole nother. We don't beat you up at church. We encourage you. Um, and one day we're doing homeschool. And listen, and I've really got this homeschool thing down. I think you would say these last two weeks we've really nailed homeschool. we we we've, we've, we've uh, with the help of her counselor, we have <laughs> a required counseling. Um, we've, we've figured out our roles. So she's the teacher. I'm the emotional support. So the kids need emotional support. That's why I step in. And when they get taught, she, she does that. And so Justice has been really struggling just with homeschool, but he's so smart, such smart. Not because he's not smart, but because he'd rather play video games than do anything. And so he was struggling with one thing, and he kept telling me, I said, Justice, you got to do your work. Um, and he said, but I can't. And then he would say, but I'm tired but I don't know the answer, but I can't figure it out. And then I I went to him and then here was my my emotional support. I said, I said, yeah, I said, but mom, he said, I can't figure it out, but I can't figure it out. I said, yeah, buddy, but mom is here to help. And when I said, but mom, you would think by his response that he had just been told for the first time he had a mother. (laughs) His eyes got wide. This is a true story. His eyes got wide. He, he stepped back and he said, Ma? I said, yeah, bro, she's your teacher. <laughs> if you have a problem with the question, she's there to help you get to the answer. And he was like, will she help me? Was, and again, I'm thinking, where have you been growing up? These last, <laughs> who are you? What have you done with my this kid? And, and yeah, man, she's there. And, and the demeanor on his face shifted when he understood, not but I, well, when he understood, but mom, here's what I'm trying to tell you. I understand you're in a tough season and I understand something crazy happened this week and I understand you, you're you rejected and I understand that you're tired and I understand that you're you're hopeless and I understand, but, 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 and here's the second half of the phrase and here's my title for today, but God. <laughs> but God. The moment you, but God, I'm going to just give you some verses. I'm going to let the Bible do the preaching for me. Listen, you got to put your human limitation in the context of divine intervention. You might not be able to do it, but God. Here are some verses. I'm going to throw them fast. Psalm 73, 26, just so the, the, the Bible will do the preaching for the next two minutes. My flesh and my heart may fail is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Genesis 50 20. Don't you see you planned evil against me? Use those same plans for my good. First Samuel chapter 23 verse 14. Day after day Saul searched for him. Did not give David into his hands. You're going to have to hit this next one with a little more authority because this one starts to preach. Job chapter 33 verse 27 through 28. I messed up my life and let me tell you it wasn't worth it stepped in and saved me from certain death and now i'm alive again psalms chapter 27 verse 10 my father and mother walked out and left me he took me in second chronicles chapter 20 verse 15 this is what the lord says to you do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army for the battle is not yours psalm romans chapter 5 verse 8 Showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 7, verse 5 through 6. We had no rest. We were harassed at every turn. Conflicts on the outside. Fears within. Who Comforts the downcast comforted us. And this is my favorite if you feel like something happened this week that it was just an end to your life. Or an end to your hope. Or an end to your story. Or an end to your journey. Here is Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18. But God's not finished. Two people tell them but God, but God, but God, but God. Marriage is on the rocks, but God. Doctor said it won't happen, but God. You don't have the money to pay that bill, but God, but God, but God, but God. But God. It's a different story. It's a different story when you when you lean on Him and when you trust in Him. When you give God's word. God's word is powerful, but God's word don't work if you don't give God's word the last word. I need to express that to you. And so I'll have a little illustration plan. Where's my boy Gabe at? Gabe Ely. Gabe, would you come on down, man? Yeah, if you don't know Gabe, you've seen Gabe. You can't miss Gabe. Gabe is six foot, 32 inches. Uh, He's a former WWE wrestler. That's a true story, not a joke. Uh, And uh, I had a sermon illustration, but I can't even get my sermon illustration to this point. And so I asked Gabe if he would help me. Yeah. If you could just bring that right here. Just bring that. If you can't see that, can we get the camera in on that? That's a 100-pound dumbbell, all right? When we were doing run-through this morning, he was like, how do you want me? I'm like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to roll the dumbbell out front, and then I'll call you up. And I was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. You're going to come up, and you're going to pick up the dumbbell, and you're going to move it to the center stage. He's like, I got you. I got you. And so, and now we're going to get Elise, would you come help me? And then Nalby, yeah, would you come help me out real quick, Nalby? And so we're just going to assign some characters here, some role-playing. And um, Gabe is obviously God in this story, (laughs) you know, obviously. And Elise is going to be you and I and uh, Nalbi, no offense, don't take it personal, you're going to be the butt, okay? And uh, I mean, if we're being honest, uh, anyway, come shake what your mama gave you, Nalbi. So here's the, here's the situation. Um, Elise, will you help me by illustrating this? And I would really love it if you could try. Uh, I made the mistake of asking you how much you weigh in the first service. I won't do that again. And um, but my bet is it it, that it would be close to the weight of this dumbbell. And so, yeah, we'll just say that. And would you just go ahead and try and lift that for me? <laughs> yeah. It's not happening. Thank you. Thank you. If you could have lifted it, this illustration would have been over. Um, Elise is not able to lift the weight because Elise, don't take offense because I'm actually speaking on everyone's behalf. Elise is is physically weak. So if I can just all just say it, we're all weak. We're all weak. And now the frustrating thing about this is that can you, can you hold hands real quick? Here's the frustrating thing about this is that she's in a relationship with God, but she still can't do what the preacher said she should be able to do with God. And there's a disillusionment that sits in because what I'm reading in the Bible is not being reflected in my life. And I know God, and here's why, not because she's not in a relationship with God, but because of the way that she has framed and phrased this sentence. Here's what she's saying. I know God's strong. I know it. I know God's strong I'm weak and if that is the phrase of your mind you will never be able to do what God said you could do and it takes different forms so I need you to put yourself in this formula it could be like I I know he's Jehovah Rapha God my healer but the doctor said there is nothing I I'm sick. So I know he can heal, but, but I, but I, as, as long as God's, as long as your word has the last word, you will never be able to do what God says you can do. But if you give God's word, the last word, let's switch, let's switch, let's switch. Hold your hands, hold your hands. I want you to reach down, but don't pick it up yet. Come on. Oh, you better shout when you see this i know that i'm weak but god is strong come on i know that i'm poor but god is my provider come on i know that i'm alone but god is there i know that i'm hurting but god is my redeemer i know that i'm desperate God is my answer I know I've got depression I know I've got anxiety but God is my joy and my strength peculiar because there are two types of sentences in the English language. Where my grammar, my grammar heads at? You love grammar? yeah? All three of us. All right. Listen, there are two types of clauses in grammar. A dependent clause and an independent clause. A dependent clause is when you put two sentences together, two words together. So like while, while the flowers bloomed. The reason why that would be a dependent clause is because it needs a first part of the sentence to make sense. So, so so as the sun rose, the sun rose while the flowers bloomed. Are you catching it? The flowers bloom is dependent upon the first half of that sentence. But this sentence, this is not a dependent clause. It's an independent clause. You know why? Because it doesn't need the first part of the sentence for it to stand on its own. It stands on its own independent of it so you might be weak but it doesn't matter that you're weak because God is strong independent of your weakness are you catching this you might be a sinner I get it but God is righteousness independent of your sin are you catching this I know you might be confused but God is the answer independent he doesn't need the fact that you are this and you are that doesn't even matter when you connect it. Almighty one when you connect it to the omnipotent one when you connect it to the creator of heaven and earth, when you connect it to the God who resurrected from the grave, buried three days, when you connect it to the Lord, all of a sudden, Philippians 4:13 makes sense. I can do all things through Christ, through Christ, through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. Amen. You guys are going to go up on stage. Here's what I want for you today. I want everybody in this room, two applications. This is your go home kind of work on it project. You've got two application things that you need to ask yourself. One, I need you to look at your butt in the mirror. I need you to go home and I need you to ask yourself, what is that limiting belief? Look in the mirror. Go. What is it that I keep telling myself about me that's stopping me? from stepping out and doing what God's called. That's the first. got to identify it. Once you identify it, here's the second thing. You need to understand who God is independent of who you are. Independent of who you are. That's how you find freedom from those limiting beliefs. If you have some of those today, I want to invite you to worship with me as we talk to the God of victory. Can we pray? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. God, you are the God of victory. We trust in you, and we believe in you. We take our limitations, and we connect them to your omnipotence. We take our weaknesses, and we connect them to your strength. Right now in this building, we declare that the battle is not ours, but that the battle belongs to the Lord. We're going to get out of the way, and we're going to give your word the last word. We're going to give your word the last word. You, God, are our fighter. You are our defender. You are the one who goes before us. I trust in you.
0: Enjoyed this message, and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. Please email us at amen at journeyorl.com. And if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.